What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite podcast about movie news, industry news, TV news, streaming news, 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 news. news. Uh, as always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis. And my name is Josh. And yeah, uh, we're we're post megapixels here and yeah. um, we're going to kick it back to our usual format and talk about some some news. But first, uh, let's talk about a little bit of content that we've been consuming in the past week. Uh, Josh, what do you what do you got? Yes. Uh, so content wise, I've been consuming a lot of cinema, which is good because there's a lot out in the theater specifically to go and watch. So everybody should be yeah. going and watching stuff on a big screen. If you're comfortable, obviously, COVID withstanding. So the first piece of content that I'm going to talk to you guys about is a movie that premiered on Thursday of last week. And it is a movie that goes by the name of The Northman, which is Robert Eggers' third yes. film written and directed by him. Uh, and is essentially this revenge, vengeance tale uh set in the Viking times, starring Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Everyone does their job perfectly. I mean, it's an Eggers film, so I think from what I've gathered, he has kind of almost like a Fincher-esque type of directing style where he gets the shot. It doesn't matter gets how many exactly. times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to get the shot. And Take I can, 99. Exactly. And I can see it through this film uh, and all of his movies, really, but this is... Uh, it is an epic, definitely one of the biggest movies he's ever done to scale. I think it's something like 70 to $90 million budget, which is far and away the most expensive movie he's made. And yet from looking at it, you'd feel like it's a much bigger budget. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. and it's just him getting so into what you see on the screen and being so into the dialect and the research. I mean, he's really a director who goes all in and he wants to make historically accurate pieces and he does it better than just about anybody working today. And this is no yeah. exception. I mean, it's truly, it's it's one of those movies where I walked out and I was like, wow, this guy is slowly making his way up my list of favorite directors, uh, not just yeah. working today, but of all time. He's one of those yeah. guys. Um, so would highly recommend checking it out if you have the stomach for it. I I would recommend seeing his other movies first because it gives you a taste of what to what to. <laughs> look forward to here yeah because uh, it can get it's brutal it's cold it's really um i don't want to say dark but it's it's got a lot under the surface that you kind of have yeah. to deal with and it's it's a gorgeous film so definitely highly recommend checking it out <laughs> it's it's wild to me that that's only his third film like it's i mean i haven't how? seen the northman but like yeah like <laughs> how is how are you taking two steps to be at this level it's crazy yeah, yeah. And just just worth to mention that this is his first movie where he does not have a hundred percent final cut because it's not an A twenty four joint. It's mm -hmm. Focus Pictures and all of these other produ production houses. So, um, and I still enjoyed it a lot. So I'm really curious to see what his director's cut of this film yeah. is like because he is a he has a vision. He has a singular vision. <laughs> so that's the first piece. My second piece of content is another movie that I did not watch in a theater, but it is a movie that I should have seen at some point long ago last year. Uh, and it's Red Rocket, which is Sean Baker's oh. third or fourth movie. I can't remember exactly down mm -hmm. the line, but he's he's made a couple films at this point. Uh, and it's, ex again, it's exactly what you'd think this movie would be like. Basically, it stars Simon Rex as a washed-up porn star who travels back to his hometown, basically to nobody's 
like welcoming arms. He's not. He, people don't like him, yeah. which makes sense because he's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, and the movie doesn't stray away from that. It's it's really like this guy's not. He's our main character, but he's not a protagonist. If that makes sense, you know, he's mm-hmm. almost an antihero in a way. And it's it's wonderful. I mean, it's funny. It's heartfelt. It's disturbing in a lot of different ways because. Sean Baker just does that with his with his writing and his character development. He likes to be real with it. He doesn't like to sugarcoat anything. Mm-hmm. And it's a great watch. I was I was a big fan. It it had me from the start to the finish. And uh, Simon Rex really. I mean, this is the role he was supposed to play. Yeah. Like it just is that it's that piece for him. So I hope that other nice. people check it out. And I hope they enjoy it because Simon Baker, like, again, he's another one of those filmmakers who clearly knows what he wants to do with the film. And he has a very singular type of vision for stuff. And this is no exception. I mean, I think Simon Rex could have been up for best best, uh, best lead actor. I yeah. don't know if he was better than any of the others, but he was damn good. It was good. A, a heavy year for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For that kind of stuff, but yeah. But but he was real good. Susanna's son also is definitely the standout. She was fantastic in this movie. And it's great. It's contained, it's small, but it, it makes it feel big, especially to mm. those characters. So it's one of those movies. Um, so yeah, so we have The Northman and Red Rocket, two very different films, both worth watching though, in my nice. personal opinion. What do you have this week, Willis? So uh, the first piece of content I'm going to throw out there is something that I'm sure I hope most of our listeners have seen in the past. Uh, it's a movie I revisited. It's been a while. Um, and it was like kind of like my wife and I were just looking for something to watch and couldn't really land on anything. And then she went, oh, I'll watch that. Uh, and that is the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, OK. Uh, Frank Darabont's um, classic movie. Yeah. Uh, starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. And damn if that isn't a fucking good movie. It's yeah. incredible. Like, it's just a, a down the line. Everything about it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like I don't have to go into the depths of how great the Shawshank <laughs> Redemption is, but, and it doesn't get old and it's long, but like it carries you. I don't know. It was just one of those. I was like, really cool to revisit this movie and really cool to, uh, I don't know be reaffirmed of its classic cinema status oh yeah Um, yeah it's not one that i revisit like all the time or even every year but it's one that when i do it's like this there's a reason that people keep talking about this i would bet the last time i watched it was probably like 2017 or 18 or something like that it's been a hot it's been a while yeah such a classic (laughs) and then to take a drastic drastic left turn nice the other piece of content that I consumed for the first time this week uh, was Transformers The Last Night. Oh, good Lord. Which is the uh, the last of the Michael Bay Transformers. And I can't even process <laughs> how bad that movie is. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it got to the point. Like it happens to me with with horror movies. Is I just started like staring at the filmmaking, just like a train wreck that you can't look away from. Like, yeah, and like it's not even <laughs> well. Like, there's no. so much that was clearly dubbed in in post, but aligns perfectly with what Michael Bay's vision. So I'm like, what happened that we didn't just record this when you were filming it? Right, like, right. it's clearly like. 
you know, the person has turned and walked out of the room and we're in a wide shot and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, we'll just throw something over, you know, but like a classic Michael Bay line and like, you know, basic story setups are just like never delivered upon. Like there's a whole thing with Optimus Prime going to Cybertron and I guess meets God or like robot God and like what? decides that Cybertron is more like it's against so many of the morals of all the other. It's just a complete train wreck. And it's like, I just like, I want the documentary of like the making of the Transformers series, not like the making of, but like, I want to know, like I want to hear from producers. I want to hear from studio execs. I want to hear from Michael Bay. I want their version of like what on earth happened because like, (laughs) Say what you will about Michael Bay. He's a better filmmaker than that. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? So, ah, man, I was just, it was like Wednesday night. I was like, I really want to want just like watch something that I don't have to think about at all. Yeah, completely you shut know? your brain off. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, look, robots making things explode. Cool. <laughs> but I was just mind boggled. Like there's characters in there that you're like, oh, okay. So it's like basic thing like this Mm -hmm. character is going to do this and then like there's a broken transformer and they're like oh yeah she's broke he's broken at the beginning and i'm like Mm -hmm. all right he's gonna like get fixed and then like save there'll be some kind of like oh he's fixed and yeah now he saves the day in some capacity and it's like no he's just a broken robot through the whole goddamn movie (laughs) oh my god dude and i'm like what what is this character like there's no reason for this character and the couple characters around to be i I don't know it was yeah it was boggling to me yeah and i'm gonna be honest i didn't know this movie existed really i i i the i didn't see i don't think i saw this anthony fucking hopkins is in this movie oh no why how what role like don't go into too much detail but (laughs) he he plays like a um well, I guess I kind of spoiled the Optimus Prime thing there, but like he goes, he's a, so basically the premise is that the Transformers were around during the age of King Arthur and like we're Knights of the Round Table. So, you know, off sure. the bat, okay. which like crazy, but the previous one had dinosaurs in it. So like, right. we're not that far off the beaten path, but like yeah. uh, Anthony Hopkins <laughs> plays like. I'm, see, I'm not even 100% sure. I think like a modern day descendant of Merlin, who is like one of the only ones who could control. There's like this whole MacGuffin in the, it's It doesn't even matter. Crazy. Like It doesn't make any sense. And like Anthony Hopkins is trying his damnedest, but it's like. What can you do? It's one of those things that like you can only give us such a good performance if like there's something that you're turning and playing off of. And like half the time you're like, Oh, Anthony Hopkins is here for exposition. Right. Right. Oh my God. Oh, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Why? Very bizarre. I I assume it's gotta be in the same vein of why he uh, was in Thor because like his grandkids liked Thor. So he was like, all right, yeah, whatever. It'll pay him a lot of money to do it. And like, no one will remember. So like, that's fine. Um, Wow. And these movies just print money. So I get it. This movie made six hundred yeah. million dollars. Like, yeah, and it's terrible. And I don't know anyone who saw it. <laughs> wow, wow! To enter the spectrum right there, Willis Shawshank. Yeah, in yeah, the it, was, last it was a whiplash week for sure. Um, wow. 
Yeah. So with our content for the week out of the way, yes. let's talk about what we're going to, well, talk about today. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, dear listener, that you all have, well, maybe not, but maybe if you've been following the industry at all, uh, Netflix is losing its goddamn mind right now. Yes, it is. And there's a lot of things going on. Like, it's not just like one thing happened and, you know, everyone's freaking out about it. There are, I would say, four or five different things going on at the moment. Yeah. So we are going to have a Netflix day and we're going to talk about where Netflix is, what's going on in terms of, you know, their subscribers and things like that and what they're doing about it and um, kind of what what what's going to happen to Netflix. Yeah. Yes. So interesting stuff going lots on. Lots of news. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's dive right into it. All right. So let's start it off here. This past week was Netflix, Netflix's, oh, I feel like we'll have to, Netflix, Netflix's, Netflix's. I guess. Yeah, yeah. sure. Sure. Yeah. Great start here. Uh, <laughs> last week was Netflix's. Q1 earnings call, uh, where they were expected to announce that they'd acquired, I think they were on track or expected something like 5 million new subscribers. Instead, they came in and said that they were down 200,000 subscribers. Yes. (laughs) Down for the first time since 2011. That's so crazy. When they decided they were going to spin off their DVD thing into another, uh, company and then be only streaming and i don't even remember what that was quickster or something like that i I don't know know. terrible idea that caught you know but that was the last time that was 12 years ago 11 years ago yeah hashtag math podcast yeah so the big question now is why what's going on in the streaming space or in netflix's day-to-day operation yeah that is causing this kind of stuff yeah and it's not like a singular uh you know multiple choice answer it's this i think that it's a lot of different things culminating at the wrong time for them i mean it's you know i think a couple weeks ago we spoke about a, a couple small changes they were making to their pricing um mixed with I think it must have been January where they released their uh, slate of movies and content that was coming out. They did like mm-hmm. a whole promo video for it, which I don't think landed like they wanted it to. I think that's the yeah. main thing. I, I feel like people were largely like, who gives a shit? Like this doesn't seem like something that I'm willing to yeah. pay X amount of dollars for on top of all the other. And, and that's the other thing. All the other streaming services on top of it, you know. Yeah. They're not the only, they're not the only, uh, person at the party here yeah you know yeah and i think that's kind of for me at least i think that's the biggest thing that's going on is there's what i'd say five other viable options at this point oh yeah yeah you know hulu what hulu disney hbo hbo apple and Paramount Prime, yeah. So like six, seven. We could probably go even a little bit deeper. And Peacock's up there. I mean, Peacock, yeah, Um, yeah. You know, and you don't even count things like you know, Tubi or Shutter, where it's like you know, kind of more niche or more yeah target. But anyway, yeah. So when you have that 
kind of competition going on, your plan needs to be that much more streamlined, I guess you'd say. Streamlined and also just it has to be that much better than what other yeah. people are doing. And Or you have to have a plan, as it may seem at times. Sure, yeah. Because I, I we've said on this podcast before a couple times that Netflix's strategy seems to be make a ton of shit and throw it at the wall and see what sticks, yeah. which, you know, kind of, I get. I mean, it worked when they were the only place in town like it worked when they you had nowhere else to go it's like well i could watch this or i could keep watching the office on netflix when it was still there or i could watch friends when it was on there like now they're talking okay we're gonna spend i just looked up the budget for the adam project almost Mm -hmm. 120 million dollars for that movie yeah i I don't know what where it went i'm sure half of it went to ryan reynolds but like it is what it is uh and it's just there needs to they need to realize that there's way more like there's other opportunity out there for people to go and watch stuff and they they need to really start yeah. thinking about the content that they're putting out there like they're spending yeah. so much money on content <laughs> well and i think that's the big thing is that like it, it it's just endless spends yeah endless spends like i i've read articles and 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 books and stuff about like netflix's buying strategy and it's just like yeah like if we think that'll do anything if we think that'll pull anything why not we'll spend 150 million dollars on it sure i'm sure there were a handful of users that were pulled in by the atom project you know sure of course oh yeah totally if your customer acquisition is you know 10 million dollars that's probably a little high yeah but this is going to be the thing is their blank check is basically running out at this point yes where they can't just you know do whatever they want um because people are starting to fade away. Right. Well, and it's funny because they don't have the deepest pockets and they they never have. Like, we just named off Disney, Apple, and Amazon. Like, three of the most profitable companies ever. And Netflix doesn't hold a candle to any of them in terms of profit. So it's like, yes, you can throw money at the wall for sure if you want to. Apple can throw it at the wall and fail every time and still be fine. You can't. This is your only source of revenue. So if you fail over and over again, people are going to start going to other spots. People are going to bail. That's what's happening right now. And the other thing I I feel like we we have to be compelled to mention is Netflix's insane capacity to cancel TV shows before they're – well, before they're given a chance to find their stride, I guess would be – Yes. The best way to phrase it because 100%. because they don't seem to cancel by any metric that I can discern. No. You know, like it's like, yeah, I can see like there's stuff that's arguably bad. Hashtag Cowboy Bebop. Uh, <laughs> and there's stuff that is, you know, a cash cow that they're going to hold on to forever. Sure. But then there's a ton of other stuff in there that's just like this was doing fine. I mean, and like I'm speculating to a degree here because I don't have numbers for Netflix's like viewing whatnot. But yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I think of things like uh, the OA. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the OA? No, but I, a lot of people did. <laughs> so yeah, and I was one of them. And it's it was really good. It was really unique. It was like a different take on like a lot like. It's not a common storyline that you'd see a lot of mm-hmm. from the beginning that the creators had mapped out, I think like a five season arc. They were like, we want to do five seasons. Yeah. Uh, and like, this is what it was. And like had a whole storyline for each season and Netflix cut it off at three seasons. Yep. 
on possibly the biggest cliffhanger of all time. Yeah. Like opened up this huge world in this show and then just like, no, no. See, I don't think enough people are watching it. Uh, so, you know, we're going to bail it. And it's like, right. you know, there's how many, how many campaigns have there been of like, save X, save this, save that. Yeah. It's always Netflix shows too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and Netflix is sometimes the one doing the saving, like you, you mentioned Arrested Development, but even that is like, wasn't, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> so basically, so what are we saying here? We're saying basically their content has been kind of free flowing for a long time now. Super. Yeah. Yeah. And hit or miss didn't seem to matter that much, but now it's, well, it's weird. Cause I'm like, hit or miss didn't seem to matter that much for movies, but TV, it was like, oh, it's kind of missed. So we're out. And I think that might be the like the split in the road there because with TV, it's like, well, you know, we have to spend X amount of dollars continuously every year yeah. to keep this up versus a movie. It's like one time fee. But at the same yeah. time, it's like with a movie, you have the one time subscriber. With a show, yeah. you have the f- 10 the year subscriber, subscriber. You yeah. know? It's one of those things, it, like there's so many moves it to me that Netflix seems to be trying to operate like a traditional movie studio, trying to be Paramount or, yeah. you know, not so much Disney, but like, or uh, 20th Century Fox or, you know, Focus or what, what have yeah. you. Yeah. MGM has been trying to operate in that like capacity, but that's just not what they are anymore. No. So that kind of thing is not going to work anymore the throw at, at the wall and see what happens. Um, Definitely not. <laughs> so they need to kind of rehash their content strategy. Is that fair to say? Yeah. They need to do it really, really fast. See, that's the interesting thing though, because like, well, I'm sitting here. I'm like, yeah, but there have like, you know, the power of the dog was up for all of the Oscars this year. It was. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, they're consistently, out there, I feel like, you know what it is? I think it's that Netflix's failures have started making more noise than their successes. Mm. Because you imagine, yeah. like, back in the day, I'm sure they still had shows that they, like, put out that didn't do well, that they just bailed on, you know? But that was offset by the entire world talking about Stranger Things or sure. everyone freaking out about The Witcher or yeah. all the way back to, like, House of Card days. Like, you know, yeah. They, they had these big name things and like they still do to a degree, but because there's competition, we can come back to this because there's competition. There's also big noise being made around the Mandalorian and um, severance and succession and yeah. And Reacher and I don't know. Reacher doesn't really belong in that list, but it, well, it doesn't, but a lot of fucking people watched Reacher yeah. like good or bad. It pulled a lot of people in. Yeah. So like that's that's the thing and then you get things from netflix that is like oh yeah like the adam project terrible yeah um what was the other one that i just watched the other day that was like this was terrible oh god movie the that show russian doll did you ever watch Mm. that not good no it's so it's good but it doesn't make anywhere near the kind of impact that they kind that it's kind of billed like it like it's being billed as this like Stranger Things level show and it's like it's it's basically Groundhog Day, um, ah. but like edgier. Sure, you know she's like trapped at the same party night after night, et cetera, et cetera. But oh, it's like cool. you know 
it's yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. It's well executed. Um, I haven't watched the second season, and that's like part of the problem, I think, because it's not like a big enough thing that everyone's like, oh my god, did you watch Russian Doll? Right, right, yeah. Like the closest they have is the Ozark, which sure again, you know, and is also about to end. And it just yeah, basically is about to end as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Netflix, and this just kind of hit me, where I think they rely, I think obviously they throw so much at the wall because they rely on that one thing. They rely on the Queen's Gambit to break through. They will rely on Squid Game to break through because if one show can break into the zeitgeist and make everybody talk about it, then they're set for another month or two months. But like you said, now that people are you know, finding other means of watching TV and, you know, stuff that's exclusive to Apple or exclusive to HBO, they have to try way harder and stop spending as much money on the stuff that is a meh, it could be okay. I mean, I just watched a movie the other night called Choose or Die, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible (laughs) movie, like straight up terrible. I didn't even finish it. I usually never do that, but I, I I couldn't finish watching it. I'm like, this, you put this on your homepage. This was the yeah. first thing that showed up when I logged in and I watched it and I'm not going to finish it now. And yeah. I think they just, they got too comfortable. They got way too comfortable. And that's, that's kind of, I think what everyone's kind of in so many words kind of saying like, yeah, like it's a different world. Netflix, like you got to kind of adjust. Yeah. So let's talk about how they're adjusting. <laughs> Because there's a couple, and by that is by far the best uh, transition that we've ever done on this podcast. Fantastic. Flawless. So, uh, even though it's... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't poke holes. Yeah, it's no, fine. I know. Now I'm like all in my head about it. I'm like, oh, God, it wasn't... <laughs> now, like, there's the pressure to, like, deliver on a good follow-up. Anyway. Um, Fair. I don't even remember what the transition was at this point. <laughs> so, what are they doing to fix it? So, we've talked about a couple things uh, on this podcast just about like what's going on with Netflix. Uh, a couple yes. weeks ago, we talked about their crackdown on password sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. We can dig into that for a hot minute. Yes. And then the other thing that's going on is they're going to introduce a ad-based subscription level, which yes. we've talked about to a degree on this podcast before. Um, but I, that was, I think, not so specifically geared towards Netflix. Um, no, no. So let's start here. Let's start wide and then get a little more direct. Okay. Are those things what they need to be doing? (laughs) In my personal opinion, no. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to make money in the wrong way essentially is what I'm seeing yeah. is, is they're trying to go after the thing that was sure, quote unquote, an issue. And I'm speaking specifically about the net, the, the password uh, sharing yeah, and completely almost turning their back on the, like the culture that they created, you know, they created yeah. the, okay, let's basically password sharing for this type of stuff. They, they were the pioneers of that stuff where it's like, okay, well Netflix is the first streaming service. So here's, you know, we'll we'll log in here on my account and we'll be able to watch stuff. And I think people are taking or, or people it's leaving a really, really bad taste in everybody's mouth because they're like, so you're telling me that I share an account with my family, 
Yeah. And now every member of my family that doesn't, you know, that's not watching at that particular time at at that one residence now has to pay you three more dollars, even though you just told me yeah. that you made $9 billion in like four months. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Instead of scaling back and just going, don't green light everything. Let's choose yeah. things more wisely. They're going to say, you could just give us more money though. Like, you know, yeah. and that's after they already just increased their HD plan to 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So questionable. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, there's a move for you. Like, woo. we'll leave it to history about whether it's a good or a bad move, but true, true. But like the password sharing thing is like, it feels very much like the right hand, not paying attention to what the left hand's doing. For me, at least, like it feels very much like there's the creative side of Netflix and there's the business side of Netflix, and they're not talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? The business side is, and I think that's part of why everyone's freaking out about all this right now, because <laughs> all of this stuff is happening at the same time that they're like, they're, they're, I've seen so many people that are like, Netflix is dead. It's collapsed. This is like, it's going to be like pets.com. And I'm like, okay. Come on now. <laughs> Dramatic. Okay. But like, you know, the the idea that they're having subscriber issues and content, questionable content, and like not really anything huge in the zeitgeist. Like yeah. Squid Game was massive, but Squid Game was unexpected. And it was a while you ago know? now, like almost yeah. a year ago. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And I nobody just rewatched cares. a few episodes uh, yeah. the other day. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it's um, so good. <laughs> although I watched it with the dub, which was freaking ooh, weird. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was because I was half paying attention and I wanted to like, anyway, I'm getting excited. I got you. I got you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So like, yeah, let me try and get this point that I've been making for 10 minutes now across. (laughs) The business side is like trying to do this stuff. It's not paying attention to really what the content side is doing because the content side is doing whatever the hell it wants. Literally. So like, I feel like the business side is just trying to keep that flow of money going to the creative side. And like, they need to be like, hey, like, let's look at the creative side here and see what we can do because honestly like the thing you know increasing and going after password sharing i guess the optics are a terrible moment but yeah from a business standpoint i guess i get it if you've decided that that's a bad thing i guess sure but what they need and here i go uh armchair experting over here but like what they need is that big sizzle product again yeah the thing that's gonna they need the new stranger things or they need the new whatever and you know it's it's a matter of if you get that the subscribers come back right you know yeah and that's where that's in my personal opinion where the focus should be is Mm -hmm. figuring out how to increase your win loss record in terms of good product that you put out and yeah tap into like the bigger you know cultural moment totally but like i guess yeah go after passwords i they, there's some crazy number that's like it's supposed to like it's supposed to give them like 6 billion dollars or something like that. there's it's like an insane amount of money that they're like oh yeah i'm making that number up out of well, to, off the top of my head but I saw that like an estimated a hundred million people are using Netflix without having an account. There you go. Okay. That's so probably like, the number I was. Well, there it is. Yeah. That's what it, I mean. Yeah. 15. Yeah. And then I also read a survey that was like, 
those people, given the chance, would not sign up for Netflix. They're just yeah. they just use the account. Like it's not yeah. like a oh I'm gonna go spend twenty bucks a month to have this. It's just the ease of access. And I think a lot of people are in that. Like if I wasn't using my parents' Netflix account, I don't know that I would really. Yeah. I don't know that I would have it because there's not oh because all of the sorry I don't want to put words in your mouth. Continue. No no no. Well, was, because all of the major things that like they used to have are now on these other platforms. Like you exactly. were saying earlier, like Parks and Rec and Friends and The Office and yep. like those have all spread out. So it's yeah. You know, there's nothing for casual viewing on there. They have Seinfeld. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah my wife like, has been watching a lot of Seinfeld. Arrested is on there, which I love. But at the same time, yeah. it's like you also want something to come back to. Like the only reason I have Disney Plus is because every fucking week they have a new show. That yeah. I'm like, well, I have to watch this or I'm going to be lost yeah. in one of the multitude of universes that I'm subscribed to at this point. Yeah. But Netflix is like, I stopped watching Stranger Things two seasons ago. Like, I I mm-hmm. didn't watch Ozark. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, if Squid Game Season 2 came out, I'd watch it. I wouldn't even yeah. be that happy because I think that would have been a good show to just cap it on the one season type of deal. But, like, they yeah. need that thing to bring you back. And I just think that if they keep... I mean, it comes back to the, if they keep spending the money like they are, it's just going to yeah. be a lose-lose scenario for everybody, you know? Um, so, like, I think we're both landing in the same spot here that, like, yeah, like, they, I guess that we've been saying this from the beginning, but they need to focus on figuring out what, like, their content strategy is, which yeah. is an interesting thing. And I, I saw a bit today that people were talking about Netflix's, like, bleeding employees, Mm. like their top talent because it's like, I mean, and they've had their complications with, you know, like the Dave Chappelle incident and and things like that. Like they've had their complications with their staff to begin with. But like, if you can't retain top talent, you know, like if say I am the greatest, you know, streaming strategist of all time. Yeah. And like I'm being courted, I'm like, okay, I'm being courted by Netflix. But also if like, you know, I'm being courted by Amazon or Apple or yeah. any multitude. Yeah. Netflix is not the most appealing at this moment, which no. is crazy. It I feel like they need a they need the right hire. There's somebody out there that's gonna go, look, Netflix. Guys. Interesting. I just had a thought too, because I was like, what's this guy gonna say to Netflix? And I'm like, there's no personality to Netflix. No, 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 no. Like Disney, very specific style, very specific. It's Disney. You say it's Disney and you know exactly the kind of movie I'm talking about. 100%. Same kind of to a degree with Apple. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think most most specifically, uh, HBO. Like HBO has its brand on lock. And I would say, what is Netflix's, like what's, you go to a you go to a film festival, mm-hmm. right? You go to Toronto. Like, what's the Netflix is going to buy this show or t- or movie? You know what I mean? What's the style that's like that's a Netflix show? I don't think that's well defined. I don't think it is either. No. I mean, like we're talking like Squid Game, Arrested Development, House of Cards, and Daredevil. Like, like a totally. Those random- are four entirely yeah. different, like wildly different, and yeah. I think maybe that's where we kind of need to land is like, Hey, you guys need a mm. theme. Mm. You guys need a new brand. Yeah. Brand awareness. But if they don't have one now, I mean, they've been around for well over a decade. It's like, how do you craft a, 
like a some sort of meaningful branding that people will latch onto if you haven't been mm -hmm. able to do it thus far and they haven't really been trying i don't think but well yeah i don't know that's it's what a, comes from being on on top for exactly years you get lazy you get lazy but it's like how do, how is it possible that apple hbo and prime have like almost a 100% hit rate on their big shows like how yeah. is that possible when every day, and I, we've talked about this too, I mean, too much content. Every day you go on Netflix, there's another new show. Yeah. There's another movie that you're never going to watch. And it's like, I get it. You're trying to spread the love and get it, you know, into as many, basically every niche person's, yeah, like what they want to watch. You're trying to get into all of those households, but it's in that same process, you're completely alienating everybody because nobody knows... Yeah. You don't have anything that everyone can kind of gather around and be like, this is the thing. Well, and here's the really interesting thing. If you're, if the way that you're going to survive in the streaming market is to develop like a brand voice or like a brand style, yeah, you're going to lose a lot of subscribers in that mm. process. Yeah. Because if you define Netflix shows as X, there's going to be so many people that are like, well, I would more like something that's like brand Y sure. And they're going to bail. So it's like one of those, like is Netflix just too big and it needs to scale back? I think, yes. I was just about to say like, they kind of have to find their place in this new yeah. atmosphere at not being the, we'll have this show and this show. Like you need to be the place where people come to watch this, yeah. not everything under the sun. Like, People go to HBO very specifically for things. Like people go yeah. to Prime very specifically for things. Netflix needs to have that thing where it's like, you're not going to have everything and that's totally fine, but people go yeah. there for this and we're good at this, but yeah. they're not, they're not, they don't have anything, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh my God. And I mean, we can get into this, but they just spent $30 million per episode of Stranger Things season four. Yeah. And it's like, once this is over, dude, what do you have? What do you have? Stranger Things, I'm worried about the new season of Stranger Things. A, I saw the trailer. It looks dope. I'm like looks super sick, excited yeah. for it. <laughs> so like we're sitting here being all cynical, but like I'm gonna wash the shit out of Stranger Things season four. But it's all dropping but like, on one day and you can binge it and done. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel Netflix. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do the uh, 30 day yeah test run yeah just every time i want to watch something new email address. create a new fake email yeah and like boom here's yeah. let me i've got 30 days to knock out all the stuff i've lost in this missed in the six last six months exactly <laughs> i kind of think that netflix is just like in a massive correction which sucks it's gonna lose a lot of money and like I'm sure there will be a, a downsize kind of thing, but like sure. the worry I have is if they shrink a, a bit uh, and still hold on to their like, well, you know, we can afford to make five bad movies if we have one that wins an Oscar or if we have one mm -hmm. that if we have a squid game that explodes squid game season two will be really interesting because yeah. I think season one, they were just kind of like, yeah, whatever, cool. Yeah. And like season two is going to come along and they'll be like, whoa, okay, so this has to be like the biggest thing of all time now. Yeah. You know. And it has to be per literally perfect. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. going to pick it apart. Um, like. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. So, we didn't mention this yet, but they're also adding a subscription tier yeah. that has ads, which will be lower priced than everything else, which makes yeah. sense, which could be 
it could be incentive for some people who are on the fence. Like if it's five bucks a month or six bucks a month, yeah. like that might be enough to get some more people on board. I'd be surprised if it's that low. Because well, if you half, figure like, if you figure their HD is like twenty now. Twenty bucks now, twenty one bucks. Oh, it's gonna be like, like ten bucks. It's gonna be I feel like it's gonna I feel like the sweet spot's like eleven or twelve bucks. Like eleven ninety nine. Shutter is dude. But that's like one of those I'm like then like you guys are just where you were before just with ads and you have to have ads now like yeah so Mm, yeah the ad thing may be a stopgap sure the the ad thing may be a let's like put this out to stop the bleeding of people like bailing out and stop the bleeding of like hey we're getting zero dollars from this person now instead of five dollars because there will be a fair amount of people there like oh yeah what ads whatever i don't care of course yeah I wonder how many people they're going to actually downgrade. Imagine, imagine they just, they don't gain any subscribers, just half their subscribership downgrades to the ad tier. <laughs> and I mean, that's, making, that's like, the big danger the here. <laughs> yeah, like that's the big danger is that, you know, people are going to be like, oh yeah, ads. And while I'm sure it will bring in some people or bring back some people as it were, there's also going to be a lot of people that be like, oh yeah, fuck, I don't need to pay $20 for that. Yeah. Whatever. I watch Seinfeld on Netflix. Right. You it's know. on in the background. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The ad thing for me, though, kind of just takes away from what little brand identity Netflix has. Because mm-hmm. that's their jam is, yeah, we don't do ads. You pay a little more, but we don't do ads. Yeah. Which kind of set the gold standard, I think, for a lot of the other stuff that I subscribe to of like. Of course. Yeah, like I, I'm not going to pay for ads for, I'm not paying, I'll pay for no ads on Hulu, you know, sure. like, yeah, like, because totally. Netflix is no ads and I don't really want to, you know. Yeah, I get you. But like, so then we're just, ta- we're talking about the same problem they had before of like, well, yeah. now you're just like Hulu. Exactly. Except without the new content that Hulu puts out. Exactly. At least, and that's the thing, like maybe it's because, you know. HBO has Warner Brothers, Hulu has FX, like these companies have things where it's like, even if it's not their own material, and like technically it's their own material, but it's not like Netflix branded, like they have stuff that's always coming out that that you want to watch. And uh, I just, they need to reevaluate pretty much everything about what they've been doing, because I think it comes down to the fact that, like we said, they've gotten way too okay with the way things yeah. are, and they haven't even acknowledged the fact that there's 10 other streaming services out there right now with content as good as yours. Like, it hasn't been that way in the past. It's been like, yeah, Hulu has yeah. some stuff, or Prime has some, but now it's like, no, I'm ready for the boys on Prime. Like, I'm, I'm, I yeah. watch Abbott Elementary on Hulu. I'm ready for Succession yeah. on HBO. Like, those yeah. are real. Lord of the Rings coming out on, on Prime. Amazon. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's the, yeah, that's, I, we're, the big pop culture, the big cultural moments are not coming from Netflix anymore. And yeah. they were for about 10 years. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think this is something that's been a long time coming. And, like, it just, you know, last week was the announcement that, like, yeah, so. This isn't working anymore. We're not doing um, so hot. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing is like, say what you will, I do have confidence to a degree that Reed Hastings is going to like have a sense of what's going on and be able to steer, you know, this uh, 
this ship into to repair to a degree into port for repairs yeah i'd hope so yeah like i don't think i don't think netflix is in any immediate danger of like collapsing and being gone but no yeah it's it's a a course correction to be sure it is and i mean let's let like to be very clear they lost two hundred thousand subscribers of their over 210 million subscribers so yeah. it's not like holy shit netflix has lost a quarter of their viewership like no they've got yeah. most of it still there although they did say i think something like they're they're set to lose two million by the end of q2 maybe something like that which i'm like that's yeah. pretty yeah. massive i don't know if that's the case but they're doing all of these things at the time where it's the most volatile for them like they're doing the price hike and they're doing yeah. it's like did you have to test out the 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 uh, password sharing stuff right at the same time yeah. that you did the price hike like that's just two bad things yeah. that people that's don't like bad business is what that is <laughs> that's just yeah. dumb while you have nothing that people give a shit about on your platform like that's just yeah Come on, people are probably like, well, who cares? Wherein, yeah, like the only thing that's going on in your platform is that like you're hiking the price and you're cracking down. Like there's no, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if they had been like, oh yeah, we're bumping it up $3 or however much it went up and Stranger Things comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, that's a different conversation than like, I know you're not really watching anything on Netflix right now, but like you're going to charge you more. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe that maybe they're thinking like, oh, that's too obvious. But it's like obvious, sure. But at the same time, I don't think that Stranger Things is the draw that you think it is these days. Yeah. Like it's just not. I mean it's not. The trailer was cool. Yeah. If I didn't have Netflix right now, I sure as hell am not getting it for Stranger yeah. Things. That just doesn't make any sense. So, dude. There's also, I, I've seen a couple articles talking about how uh, the age of streaming these days has returned to the world of piracy, mm. which is, you know, interesting because like, yeah, if Netflix is 20 bucks, but you really want to see Stranger Things, but you're not like subscribing to Netflix to see Str Stranger Things. Yeah. It's not a hard argument to make of like, well, it's all just sitting on the internet right here in all these places you used to go. Exactly. You know. It was inevitable, though. The the yeah. The more streaming services there are, the higher the prices go. The more people are going to resort. I mean, it's the reason that people pirated to begin with. Yeah. It's too expensive. It's too much. Like it's it. We're going back to that point, and I think that it's so funny, dude. Eventually, in the next five years, we're gonna have basically a cable box, but it's gonna be virtual. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, well, you can get all these channels here. It's like, yeah, we were at I that. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the thing is, like, I I haven't done the math because I don't want to do the math, but I would bet I probably pay about the same for all my streaming services that I would for, like, a cable subscription. Probably. You know. Without ads. <laughs> yeah, without ads. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, more to the point without, like... No, well, no, I was going to say without like all of the like, oh, yeah, I don't need two million channels or, mm. you know, well, sure. two million, probably high, but like I don't need uh, 200 channels, you know. Sure. But like also I probably have access to that same amount of content, like, you know. Probably more, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Netflix specifically as all of yeah. these other streaming services have made themselves – not just like big players, but like key players. Like Disney Plus is yeah, 
like people tune in like everyone i know tunes into disney plus every week like that's just one of those things and uh so and obviously disney doesn't need the money or anything like that it's just one of those like well and disney has has the huge impact of like everything that's huge in in like pop culture right now, you know, right. like my, my wife is sitting in the other room watching Encanto right now because perfect, you know, the song, she was like thinking about the song today and it was like, you know, I think I want to watch that movie. Perfect. Yeah. You know, there you go. Like, and that's, you need Disney plus for that. There's, it's like the cultural impact there and the same, you know, with like, I mean, Coda just won best picture. Yeah, dude. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's Apple. You want to watch Coda? Go to Apple. Ted Lasso, Severance, Morning Show. I mean, yeah. we're talking about like shows that have won Emmys multiple times yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I want to, I want to see what happens with Netflix because I'm so surprised that they didn't have some sort of like a contingency plan or like some sort of a way to like. They must have seen this was going to. Like, they must have seen this coming. Some, yeah. It, it, but there was no sort of. If like, they didn't see this coming, that person needs to be fired. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because major fuck up like <laughs> the only reason i watch community on netflix is because i have netflix it's on other yeah. services <laughs> yeah i don't give a shit about i really don't care like <laughs> so here's here's let's let's wrap it up like this yeah so fast forward three months we'll say and that's speculative but sure fast forward three months you have the option of bailing out on netflix not not subscribing anymore whatever who cares about mm. Stranger Things? Who cares about yep. Squid Game 2? You can pay $10 for an ad-based subscription. Mm-hmm. And we'll say it's the worst possible ad-based. It's like Hulu where they just play the same three commercials over and over and over. Five times in an episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's you get, you get two commercial breaks with the same three episodes every episode for a 15-episode season. Like Gotcha. It's the so Adam project. That's the over kind of yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just ads for shitty Netflix shows. That would get me uh, to unsub. <laughs> so okay, so you're you're bailing out completely. You're doing the the ten dollar ad based one, or you're sticking with full on, or you're getting your own subscription because you you're not allowed to be on the uh, shared the shared one anymore. Profile. Or okay, well, like it for you. You're getting your full on. Well, now now this is getting too complex. But. <laughs> No Netflix, ad-based Netflix, adding the extra money for the shared password or full-on, I'm just getting my own Netflix account. Where do you land? I land on none of them. I would get rid of it, honestly. Like, I, there's That's no the way- the first I, one, Josh. Yeah, I, I wouldn't pay- I wouldn't, <laughs> So you land on the first one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't pay 10 bucks a month for ads on Netflix. I wouldn't pay 20 bucks a month for my own account. I wouldn't pay th- my mom $3 a month for a netflix sharing like there's just nothing on there that's worth enough to me to be like yeah i'm gonna do it i mean there's nothing that i give a shit about that's coming yeah. back or that's on there that i'm yeah. like i need to rewatch make tonight like no yeah i just i, I it was fine but like <laughs> so we can add a fifth one and it, are you the i'm gonna get a new email and subscribe for the 30-day free month through free trial and then uh watch everything when eventually Fincher releases another ep- a season of Love, Death, and Robots, I will be there with that free trial, but there's <laughs> I just don't care enough. There's Once nothing. a year, you do the one-month free tri- trial, <laughs> yeah. and 
consume everything worthwhile that Netflix has put out in the past year. That sounds Which like pretty decent. you can do. Yeah, that sounds it's, like a decent month. Yeah, it's totally doable. Yeah. Um, what about you? Where, where you land? Because you pay for the HD right now. I do. I have the. Yeah. I have full blown Netflix. I have all as many screens as I want. Um, mm-hmm. And I. I it's weird to me every time I recall that I pay $20 a month for Netflix because in my head, <laughs> I'm kind of just like, yeah, streaming services are like seven to 10 bucks. Uh, right. Like whatever. <laughs> That's how they get you. Yeah. I, I don't see myself changing. That's mm. the weird thing. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing ads. I'm not doing yeah. ads on Netflix. I'm sorry. Yeah. And there's, this is interesting. There's enough randomness on Netflix that I watch from time. Like, let me, I think this, thus far this year, I've watched like 14 movies on Netflix that were only on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. 14. Okay. And like, not all new stuff, but like, like Apollo 10 and a half. I watched the other day. Yeah. Uh, Shawshank Redemption was on Netflix and I watched the other day. Um, but, but not, Minus the Apollo, was there anything that was only available on Netflix? Because I'm, you could find Shawshank. True, Netflix originals. Because um, I've watched, I've watched a handful in the past year for sure. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I fuck all of it. I, I try, I give them a shot more times than I should. Interesting. I'm looking through here, and I mean, I watched my Octopus Teacher. Okay. But most of the stuff is interesting most of the stuff is older stuff that's like not necessarily a netflix exclusive right i mean like i'm I'm thinking like murderville yeah space force like there's a couple shows tick tick boom tick 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 boom was a big thing for me yeah Um, i mean all the oscar noms i mean power of the dog yes but but is it something that i (laughs) that that can fall in the month yeah yeah exactly yeah i the more you think about it, the more you're like, hmm, is this necessary? <laughs> it was such a staple. It's been a staple for 10 years. And I, th- I feel like that's like what a lot of people are doing right now. They're like, well, but I have to have Netflix. Yeah. And people are going, do I? It's $20? Yeah. Do I watch Netflix that much? Right. Is that what their pl- hmm. their game is? Like, okay, people will just automatically go back. But then I think when... As soon as people start tallying up their subscription services and their yeah. costs, that's when things get really serious and you're like, wait yeah. a minute, <laughs> I don't need this at all. <laughs> they got to make big know. changes. They're going to do it relatively quickly because things move fast right now. Um, I mean, if they yeah. lost 200,000 subs in like a couple of months, it, you know, that could be a slippery slope, especially yeah. if, if they they're going mis- to lose 2 million. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially if they start implementing the password sharing stuff, I mean, that's just not going to go over well with anybody. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, the quote from the guy was just like, we're not asking you to like not share your passwords. We're just asking you to like pay us for it. It's like, that's not better <laughs> yeah. though. That's not any better. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, Netflix. so we'll have to, we'll have to keep a very close eye on this. Yeah. <laughs> see it's gonna like it's gonna fester in my mind now i'm like do i need to pay for netflix give it a couple do months I? give it post stranger things see what they come up with see if they can juice it a little bit i have to i have to plant that seed in my wife's head too of like yeah 
do we need Netflix? Well, and, and, and go, we go through the stuff that you guys watch religiously and see if it's anywhere yeah. else because it probably is on one of the services that yeah. you subscribe to already. Well, and that's the thing. Well, like the stuff that we watch all the time, the stuff that I'm thinking about right now is like the stuff that we just put on 30 yeah. Rock, Seinfeld. Sure. Community, you know, that stuff that's just like, yeah, yeah, I just want to have noise on in the background. But like, would I be upset if I couldn't watch Community? I mean, it's on other services. <laughs> yeah. But like, or if I couldn't watch, um, I think Seinfeld's only on, yeah, uh, yeah, on Netflix right now. Like, but I'm like, I don't. I think I'd just be like, oh, I'll just watch Parks and Rec on Peacock. Right. If it's just noise, yeah. No matter what flavor matter, the noise yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Netflix is in is in a weird rough spot, and uh, it will be. We'll we'll leave it here. I think next this time next year it will be a very different company. Hundred percent has to be. Yeah. Cool. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, will bring yes. us home here. There's a long talk about Netflix. Yeah, and to think that we didn't know if we could fill an hour with Netflix talk, but I know we were kind of like, "Ooh, are we just gonna talk about?" <laughs> but speculation. So let's uh, let's bring it back to our recommendations here. Um, yeah. and in honor of our Netflix episode, we are going to do. Uh, our recommendation for, after we've just slammed yes. its content for a solid hour, uh, we're going to do a recommendation of something that is a Netflix exclusive. Yeah. That's worth it. That's worth um, checking out. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, you want to go first? I, yeah, sure. I can go first here. Um, and we've mentioned a whole bunch of movies that you should check out on Netflix. I mean, yeah. everything Mank and the Irishman and power of the dog, not going to choose any of those because I feel like those are too obvious. Um, the movie I'm going to choose here is a piece that I've spoken about before on this pod. I think it was definitely during the content uh, portion of our of our episode. Uh, it's a movie called Space Sweepers, which is a Korean film uh, directed by Joe Sung-hee. Uh, and it basically is a quote-unquote lower-budget space sci-fi action blockbuster just straight out of south korea uh and it is a film that follows a group of people who are like space trash collectors is it like junk collectors who their job it not it's not a real job it's basically what they go out and do is they go mm-hmm. and they collect junk turn it in for scrap and then basically get money out of it it's one of those type of things and the year is 2092 so everything is up in space and people have polluted and and desecrated space just like they have the planet um and this group of junk space sweepers i guess is they discover an android that is said to be a weapon of mass destruction but they figure out really quickly that it's a lot more than that and there's like a really sinister plot going on throughout uh and it's a really fun it's just a fun movie it's nothing that you have to take super seriously it's nothing that you have to like nice like oh i'm gonna prepare myself for this movie it's just a really good fun sci-fi uh action romp through space um and one of the coolest aspects of this whole movie is the fact that it's told in like 20 different languages because one of the tech the main pieces of tech that they use is like a translator that they put in their ears Mm. and so everybody in the movie is just speaking their native dialect which is really cool and you have subtitles on the screen obviously but you hear people in russian speaking to people in korean and japanese and 
uh, nice. Italian and whatever. And it's really, really cool to hear because everyone's just like yelling at each other in their own language <laughs> and yelling. It's just, it's really, really cool. Um, nice. This is I'll, not uh, a. Um, I was going to say, I'll uh, drive my car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's it's a really fun movie, not produced by Netflix, purchased by them, which is probably mm-hmm. why it's so good. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so check it out. It's I, I think it's ninety minutes or two hours. It's really not a it's not a big time sink at all. So Space Sweepers nice. uh, is my recommendation for this week. What do you have, Willis? So mine is one that is uh, depending on who you are, I guess, is gonna either be something you're like, oh, that's like a super famous one. What are you talking about? Or like, I don't Ah. know what that is. Uh, And that's a movie that they put out in 2018 called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yes. Yes. This is a Coen Brothers movie um, in classic Coen Brothers style and cast. The cast is absolutely crazy, but it's six vignettes of life in the old West. So good. And it's it's crazy because it's literally just six different stories, and they're like, you can see the Coen Brothers be like, no, this is one movie, and that was like, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the cast is is amazing. Um, Tim Blake Nelson plays the titular Buster Scruggs, but like, is one of the smaller roles in it. I'd say mm-hmm. um, super trippy. It, the cast <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, like it, you know. Um, the, there's so many different ones and it's such good storytelling in each of them because it's, you know, the Coen brothers. Um, my personal favorite is the, uh, the all gold Canyon with Tom Waits as an old prospector, um, yes. looking for gold. Yes. So good. You saw this? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and definitely worth the watch. It got nominated for an Oscar. Um, but like there wasn't a lot of noise around it cause it's weird. Yeah, but it's really well done. And well, and I think this was around the same period that people weren't really taking Netflix as seriously as they could have. Mm -hmm. I think this is what four or five years ago, something like that. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, so like this was when they weren't. This is one of their earlier Netflix nomination Mm -hmm. hunts. So yeah, and it's the Coens, guys. Yeah, they don't make bad movies. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Hell yeah. God, it really is true. Good thing, um, I know. <laughs> all right. And that'll bring us home. Hell yeah, it will. There we go with a uh, a big old episode about Netflix. They did it to themselves. So let's bring it home. Let's, uh, let's talk about the internet. Josh, where can people find you on said internet? Let's do it. Uh, people can find me on the internet on Twitter at JoshFuller33. Fuller is spelt with no E there. You can also find me on both Letterboxd and Instagram at JoshJFuller. Uh, Letterboxd, you can find all the movies that I watch um, on a weekly basis. I log them and review them if I feel like it right there. Um, and where can people find you on the internet, Willis? Yeah. So you can find me online on Instagram, on Twitter for now. And on uh, <laughs> Letterboxd at Willis Film. And if you want to find the podcast in itself, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. You can find us on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you can see all of our top fives, bottom fives, recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. Including Space Sweepers and Space Sweepers, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. 
Yeah. Josh, yeah. what's coming out in the movie theater this week? So not much, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go. There's only one movie that I could find going wide that anyone might have heard of. It's called Memory. It's a movie that is a Liam Neeson vehicle. I mean, it's exactly what you'd think it would be. Back at it again. Nothing different there, which is funny because he put a statement out recently saying like he wouldn't ever be in a star wars show because he's still like well movies you know that's that's where it's at i'm like but <laughs> yeah. dude but 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 what you've made taken but 30 you're a times. hitman with memory loss yeah. <laughs> like you're just a dude with special skills over and over again um but so those that's skills how... could be force manipulation man <laughs> exactly that's all we're saying dude liam neeson is qui-gon jinn again i mean come on would be wild that that would be awesome um but yeah, I mean, everything everywhere is still out. Ambulance is still out. The Northman is still out, and the weight of or the unbearable weight of massive talent are all still out. So I implore everybody to go see an go. original film. It's they're yeah. they're they're really cool. So <laughs> all right, that's where we'll leave it. That's where we'll leave it. All right, yes. awesome. Let cool. us know. Tweet at us if you're going to keep your uh, Netflix subscription. Please do. Yeah, we need some. We need some source information exactly source info i don't even know what that means here we go sure. we've reached the end uh josh pleasure as always recording yes. with you my man of course and, uh, talk to you next week sounds good man and thank you everybody for listening